versus Amanda Serrano. Post fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Amanda Serrano. You lose. Boys and girls, we were robbed. Outright freaking robbed. Amanda Serrano was robbed tonight. This is totally unacceptable. That she did not win this fight. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm pulling your leg a little bit. Can you make a case for Amanda? I think you can. I think 96-94, either way, in a competitive, marvelous, historic, brutal. I mean, we could go on and on talking about how amazing this fight was. And it was. as one of the reasons going into this we wanted 12 rounds, three-minute rounds. Can you imagine? 96-94, I think you can make a case either way for Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano. In fact, one of the judges, I believe, had it 96-94 Amanda. One of them had it 96-94 Taylor. I don't have an issue with that. 97-93 Taylor, I think, is off. I know people were trying to make a case, as always, that that was an acceptable scorecard because uh, Taylor could have won the first three and the last four. I don't see it. And if you want to start nitpicking about a single round, then we need to talk about round five, mofos. How about 10 eights across the board for Amanda Serrano in round five when she almost blasted Katie Taylor out? Oh, that didn't happen, did it? No, she only got one 10 eight round from one judge. In the fight, the other two scored at 10-9, Serrano. You can make a case, a legitimate gripe, that it should have been 10-8 across the board for Amanda Serrano in the fifth round. So if all the Katie Taylor fans out there want to argue about a 97-93, then I suspect the Serrano fans are going to come back with the 10-8s across the board for the fifth round in which Serrano, again, almost at the very least dropped, almost, almost at the very least was close to dropping her. Again, back to the three-minute round. The Serrano fans are also saying, wait a minute, Serrano wanted three-minute rounds, and this is why. Because there's no way Katie survives a three-minute round in round five. It's possible. It is possible. To be fair, the rule set was two-minute rounds. Katie did survive. She did come back. She did close down the stretch. She did do good things. And I won't argue that Katie Taylor didn't win the fight. You won't hear me say that. 96-94, 95-95, 96-94 the other way are all okay by me. I don't mind any of those scores. I think they're all legitimate. I think you can come to that conclusion many different ways, but I think all three of those scenarios are 100% legit and could have been the outcome, and nobody can 
cry over spilled milk if if it's a 96 94 either way or 95 95 it's all good even if you're on the upside if you had taylor serrano wins you really can't cry we had serrano taylor one i really can't cry i'm really not making a big deal about the decision at all it's only the 97 93 and the possibility that serrano could have got a 10 8 in the fifth round across the boards that you can really only bring up outside of that the 12 v3 that's what we wanted right or the 12 x3 that's what we wanted but that was never going to be and we knew that going in we knew the rule set going in and so if you pick serrano you knew she only had two minute rounds now the one thing i will say it was hilarious to me because after that uh after that pre-fight podcast where i said you know uh serrano wanted a 12 times three and katie taylor didn't and people started bringing up the most ridiculous excuses talking about no joke that they should be paid more to fight 12 times three well that sounds good in theory doesn't it but they're making record-breaking purses the highest purses either one of them have ever made in their entire career so that excuse flies right out the window the reason Katie Taylor didn't want 12 times 3 is because it didn't favor her style. You saw a glimpse of that tonight in the fifth round and throughout the fight. Now, were there times that Katie closed better than Serrano? Yes, but I'll get into that in a, in a minute. But you know damn well, stylistically, that 12 times 3 favors Amanda Serrano. We know it. Serrano knows it. Katie Taylor knows it. Eddie Hearn knows it. Jake Paul knows it. Everybody knows it. So you don't need to make excuses. Listen, I gave Katie Taylor credit for being strategically smart and not wanting that. Now, she says maybe in the rematch or future fight, she said this prior to the to the fight taking place, that they could do 12 times three. And she was talking about fighter pay. And I know that's why people, you know, latched onto that excuse. But again, it didn't make any sense because even Amanda Serrano said that in the face off uh, when they sat down before the fight. What do you is this not your most record-breaking purse the most money you've ever made and taylor was like uh yeah and serrano was like me too so even she kind of called bs on that like what are you talking about lady we're making the most money ever headlining msg and for some reason you don't think that's good enough to set the president to go uh 12 times three it was good enough to set the precedent it should have been set tonight it would have been tremendous i think serrano probably would have get her got her out of there in the fifth she probably would have been the champion right now either way you cut it though i do think we're going to see a rematch maybe a trilogy maybe four fights with these with these girls as long as they stay active and they do these fights quickly i don't want to see no years in between because both of them are not young in terms of boxing i think katie's 35 or 36 i think serrano's around 33 or 34 you're going to get to a point where they're going to hit a wall. A lot of people thought Taylor had hit that wall going into this fight. I think that's the major reason that everybody likes Serrano. We knew what she was about. We knew her style would present trouble for Katie Taylor. But on the flip side, you also had to recognize that Katie Taylor is the better boxer. Like the overall better boxer that can move, throw combination punches, spin off angles. She's the better boxer. So Serrano had to lure her into a slugfest. We knew it could happen because it's happened in the past with Katie Taylor and it happened again 
Megan tonight as she almost paid the ultimate price slugging with Serrano. She did it throughout the fight. She did it in the fourth round in the corner. She didn't pay the hefty price there. She did it in the fifth round. She was out on her feet. And then she did it again at the end of the last round, the last 10, 20, 30 seconds. They just went Hail Mary crazy. Katie Taylor has... I mean, she has tremendous heart, courage, determination, skill set. She is tough as nails because that is Amanda Serrano's fight. What Katie Taylor did tonight was was beneficial to Amanda Serrano, and it's why she struggled so much. And it's one of the reasons going into this fight, I said, if her wheels are not there and she has to fight this type of fight, she's in trouble. And you saw she was in trouble. In fact, you can make a case that Serrano won the fight. Close? 95, 96, draw, okay, okay. I mean, it wasn't a whitewash in my opinion either way, but you saw that Katie Taylor in this type of fight can persevere. She can pull it out of the fire. She's done it in the past before, but it's getting more and more difficult, and I think it's going to be harder and harder for her if she continues to fight this way. Now, is that because of Serrano? It could be. Is it because of the pressure? The punching power is a combination of everything with maybe Taylor slowing down some. Listen, the fact of the matter is if you go back and look at her last few fights, including Serrano, she has struggled. She's taken a lot of punches and a lot of damage. She's getting hit more and more. And her boxing ability, while it's still there, you're not seeing it as consistent. She'll box in spots, but then she has to trade. She'll box in spots, and then she has to trade. Now, back to what I thought Serrano did wrong. What I think happened with Serrano is a lot of people were saying that she gassed. I'm not so sure that she outright gassed. She definitely slowed down. But once she had Katie Taylor hurt and she tried to finish her, she did. Kudos to Serrano. You go for it. I'm not this one that you got to hold it all back in the tank in case you don't get them. No, 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 no. This is your opportunity. MSG, you're going for all the marbles. You do it. Career high purse, you go. She went for it and didn't get it. But it seemed to me more than just outright fading. Because if you look at her, she wasn't breathing very difficult. In the corner, she wasn't huffing and puffing. It seemed to me that she fell in love with her power. Almost after that fifth round, it was like, all I got to do is touch her. And if you don't believe me, go back and look at some of the later rounds where she's just throwing these wild haymakers, even kind of off balance. It didn't look like the Amanda Serrano that we saw early. And the problem I have with that is because Serrano really set up those power punches that she was able to land on Katie Taylor by throwing in combinations. It wasn't that she was just throwing these wide hooks and one and done body shots. Early on, she was throwing volume. That made enough of an impact that Katie Taylor would stop the offense, she would stop the defense, she would stand there, and then Taylor would drop hard shots. Later on in the fight, she's just winging one shot here, one shot there, one shot here, one shot there. Now you could say it was because she was tired and she couldn't do the volume, but I really think she fell in love with her power. I think she hurt Katie. I think that she saw the light was at the end of the tunnel, like this is it. All I got to do is touch her. I almost had her out, down and out in the fifth round. The titles are mine. I'm going to get to her eventually. And that happens to some fighters sometimes. You hurt a fighter, you drop a fighter, and the next thing you know, they just their offense goes away because they're only looking for one punch uh, to end the fight. And I think that's what happened. Of course, I think it was a high pace. I think it was a tremendous fight. I think they both took a, a lot of punches and landed a lot of punches, delivered a lot of punches. 
And of course, I'm sure she was tired, but I don't think that was the prevailing reason. I don't think that was the reason why Katie Taylor was able to win some of the rounds that she she was down the stretch. I think it was a combination of Taylor, of course, you know, trying to be smart about how much energy she she outlays in the fight. But I think she was really looking for power shots. And I think that was a tactical mistake. And it could have ultimately cost her a fight in my opinion because I think if she would have just stuck to the volume she probably would have snuck one of those rounds assuming assuming the A side did not come into play in this fight now we talked about in the pre-fight podcast and because the scores were so close I'm not going to go out on the limb and say the A side got every benefit of the doubt the 97-93 does make me scratch my head but I think everything excluding that one round was on the up and up Going into the last two rounds of the fight, probably most people had it even, maybe one round either way. So I'm not going to go out on the limb and say, hey, side got it again. See, she was totally robbed and we knew this going in. I mean, it was always a possibility, of course, because butts and seats and, and revenue uh, does drive decisions, in my opinion, and you can't trust the three blind mice ever. And I think 97-93 is the stretch here, but 96-94 isn't a big enough gap. I can see that. You can make a case for that, that I can sit here and complain that Amanda Serrano got totally jobbed and she was the B-side and we knew this was going to happen. Even though she was an MSG, make sure you don't fall into the hometown. Serrano was guaranteed to get the decision if it goes to the cards. And she almost flattened her, but she still didn't win the fight. I'm not going to go that far. I think it was competitive. I think you're going to make a case for either girl. But I do think that Serrano made a tactical mistake here and that tactical tactical mistake was falling in love with her power she's been a power hitter throughout her career it's amazing actually that she scored as many knockouts as she has in two minute rounds and then the most she's going to fight is 10 rounds even in championship fights so it truly is amazing she has like 30 knockouts in her 41 wins that's tremendous seeing that she's at a disadvantage in the round and then the total amount of the rounds as well so i thought it was a tremendous fight i didn't really care at that point who won of course I wanted the scorecards to be fair, and I wanted Serrano to win for our bet, of course. If Taylor won and the scorecards were correct and they were legit and there was nothing nasty going on, I was okay with it because it was such a tremendous, outstanding fight. The only thing I said right before the scorecards were read was, we've got to see the rematch. And I do think we need the rematch. And I don't want to wait a year for the rematch. I want it to happen as soon as possible, as soon as they can heal up, start training, and promote the second fight because this fight was fire and people want to see the rematch. And it was close enough that you could make a case for either fighter. And then you have the the fifth round where possibly could have been 10 eights across the board and you had katie taylor out on her feet and then you had katie taylor coming back and closing rounds where we thought serrano may have the advantage going late i mean there was a lot of drama in this fight and these girls are tremendous tremendously skilled they should be fighting 12 times three regardless if that favors serrano or if it favors taylor or whatever the case is that's not even the point at the at this point in the conversation the point is they are skilled enough to fight 12 times three just like the men and imagine how that changes the whole trajectory of all of these fights not this just this fight but all of the fight you have marshall uh, marshall and shields coming up 
Well, Marshall is going to want the extra time in that to try to get to Shields because Marshall's the puncher there, and she's going to try to wear Shields down and blast her out. I mean, there's just so many fights that you could say what would happen if we had an extra minute in the round and we had an extra two full rounds for the entire course of the fight, and I think it needs to happen. It definitely needs to happen. If it's going to happen, why not in the rematch with Taylor Serrano? Because I guarantee you Jake Paul and Amanda Serrano, if they're smart, they're going to push this and say, well, we told you. This is why she didn't want three-minute rounds. This is why she didn't want to go 12. I would have already finished her in the fifth. This belt should be mine, but she knew, right? You want to build this up, build up this drama for the second fight. And you could say, we're going to Ireland. Katie's like, let's do it. Let's do it in Ireland. Jake Paul's like, we'll do it in Ireland. Serrano's like, wherever, whenever, do it. Like, build this up and be bigger than the first fight because the first fight was so tremendous. Throwing 12 times three and you've got something cracking now. Go to Ireland. If if Serrano's able to pull it out or it's another close fight, hell, bring it to Puerto Rico for a third fight. Like, these ladies have an opportunity to make a boatload of money and three consecutive fights if everybody plays their cards right. Serrano is game. I personally think Taylor is game. I know Jake Paul will put up or shut up, and I think Eddie Hearn will as well. Everybody seems to be on the same page that this fight was going to be fire from the start, that there could be potentially a second, a third fight. They were talking about this going into it. It was close enough. It was competitive enough. There was drama. There was... I mean, even Serrano was cut at the end. Like, I mean, it, it was a tremendous fight. We've got to see the rematch. I think you can do it in Ireland. I just don't want it to be boxing politics, as Lennox the Lion Lewis would say, where it gets drug out and you have to worry about mandatories and all this other nonsense that comes into play with boxing. Because, like I said, they're getting older and they've got a prime time opportunity. They put women's boxing on a pedestal right here. All eyes were on it. They delivered. Not only was their hype going into this, not only they did, did they do tremendous sales, ticket sales for MSG, but they delivered. So cash in on the rematch because I can guarantee you the second fight, the third fight, and the fourth fight will be just as good until somebody hits a wall. And we don't know which one it will be. But until one of these ladies hits a wall, and it would probably be due to age, in all honesty, because most of the time in women's boxing, you're not seeing fights like this where they take so much abuse. In the last few fights, you've seen Katie take more and more and more, and that's why I'm wondering, are we starting to see the slippage? Granted, she dug down deep, but you did still see her take a lot of abuse, more abuse in this fight than she has in her entire career. In fact, when have you seen Katie Taylor basically ready to hit the canvas? You don't. A minute, you know, a minute longer in that round and Katie Taylor might be out like the ref might have stopped that fight. At the very least, she goes down, in my opinion, in a three minute round. So when do you see that happen? So there there is some writing on the wall there, but it makes the fight so damn competitive. Because in all honesty, if Taylor's in her prime prime, she can probably outbox Serrano more often than not. Because Serrano needs more time to work. You could see that she did a lot of good work to the body that was basically ignored by most people. But it's very difficult in two-minute rounds. We talked about this in the pre-fight podcast. It's so damn difficult to slow down somebody like Katie Taylor who can box and move if you can't 
hit the body because you hit the body a minute's already gone you've lost a round like it's very difficult in two minute rounds to come back if you don't get a very good start and that's why most women are volume punchers because it's just about because you need to win that round you can't get off to a slow start it's very difficult to implement a game plan where you're going to try to wear a fighter down with two minute rounds and 10 rounds total so of course you guys know i'm a big fan of 12 times three for women it needs to happen i want to see it happen i want to see it set the precedent they've already done it msg record ticket sales highest purse for women blah 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 okay Go the final step. Get 12 times 3 for the rematch in Ireland. And my eyes are on the telly, baby. Can't wait for it. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.